Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. SFL Nation, what's going on? It's your favorite GM, Nelson Lozano, here again for Inside the League. How's y'all week been? You know, mine has been a little bit, I don't want to say chaotic, right? But it's the holidays, right? As you guys know, I work retail, and there is nothing harder than retail, unfortunately, in this time, period of time. You know, uh, to give you kind of an example of how that looked like, I had about... 400 online items all coming at once for people wanting to do pickups and ship it to their house. And we have to do all that within an hour. So I want you to understand how much that can really put emphasis on you. So if you work retail and you, you're listening to this show and you're like, man, anybody understands where you're coming from? I understand where you're coming from. It's not easy you have a retail associate this holiday season, you may want to reach out because we, one, are not just dealing with the demands, but we're also dealing with COVID being face-to-face with everybody. So if you have a local uh, retail friend of yours, just hit them a shout-out and say, hey, I'm not hitting you up for anything. I'm hitting you up to make sure you're okay. But with that being said, man, this is my Christmas time as a general manager of Portland. Uh, this is the time where we're dealing with the draft. And it's it's really exciting times, you know, to see the new potential talent that can that can come into this league. Uh, to honestly, like I said, just just be able to get new, like just everybody finding their teams. I mean, everything's just so fun when you look at like who gets to where and what uh, who what team picks up who, and you know the mock drafts that have been coming out have been fun to read, even if they're you feel like they're not going to be right. At the end of the day, it's so fun to do because it's just like when you watch the NFL, how much you really enjoy watching what your team may potentially get. The same thing here with the SFL, and I love every minute of it, and I wish every rookie the best of luck tomorrow. Enjoy the experience. Enjoy the fun. I had fun my last draft uh, being a part of everything that, again, this draft I'm looking forward to just like I do to every other one and to every single rookie. Hey, best of luck tomorrow. You know, I hope this experience is, is, is amazing, and I hope it's a really great start to your SFL career uh, in the major. So, very good time. Um, we won't be having an – the announcements a little bit early. We won't be having a um, a show probably going into, like, the day after Christmas. Um, I'm going to see if I still do it or not just to – wish all you guys a happy holidays. I mean, honestly, I I do want to take the time to thank everybody for who listens to the show, who's joined the Discord. If you haven't joined the Discord already, uh, it's inside the league. You can reach out to myself. You can reach out to uh, Benjamin Warner, or you can reach out to Khalil Thomas. You can even reach out to Bernard Smith. He'll be able to send you the link to the Discord. And this is how you can communicate during the shows. This is how you can ask questions if you want us to answer questions on air. Um, And also, it it is a place where you can get centralized information as well because, again, we have a website. We have a lot of other things that SFL provides, but sometimes it can get lost in the sauce. 
So we just provide a, a secondary spot where if you want to just go strictly to the draft, um, mock drafts that have been coming out, then you can go just directly into there and check them all out. And I think, again, to every single person who's done a mock, thank you. It's fun. It's amazing. You guys have done a great job on articulating what team needs are to making predictions. And again, it's nearly impossible to get it 100% right, but it has been fun taking a look and watching that nonetheless. So uh, with that being said, what the show is going to be of today, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, tomorrow's draft, right? So tomorrow's draft starts uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, If you would like to take a look, you know, again, um, come join us, right? Check the SFL, um, the simulationfl.net website for more information again, but um, join us, right? Watch it. It's such a great experience. I think kind of getting into how my season 15 went, I mean, such an amazing experience to sit there, interact with each other owners and and general managers and front office staff, you know, in the cameras and seeing everything that's happening. That's awesome to be able to see the production that goes into it. And then how your cameras incorporated and all that, like, that's all so fun. So amazing. So just, it brings a smile to my face and I'm so excited about this time period, but tomorrow it'll start the draft at 7 PM Eastern. Uh, please join us, right? Uh, even if you're not a player and you're just a fan, watch it. The experience is such, ama- it's such an amazing thing, and maybe you might want to join us in the future. But if you do, come check us out. You can also check us out on the Discord as well, which is Simulation FL, um, and you can find us there or go on to simulationfl.net. Um, so I think, again, it, it's, it's awesome, and it will be a three-day event, if I'm not mistaken, which should go into uh, starting Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Um, and then we'll have the holidays and – uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll start season 16 on January 20th. So it's going to be, uh, very fun on what everything happens. And I do want to get into a few things and we're not going to play the music like I normally do, uh, for this segment, just because again, I want to make sure that, um, it's, it's not like league news, like what we normally do. This is just more of the information on what's going on. Um, and kind of that breakdown on, you know, uh, the draft that's going to be happening tomorrow. So, if you don't know the draft order, this is how the first round is going to go. So we have San Diego at number one, D.C. at two, Portland at three, uh, London at four, Tulsa at five, Los Angeles at six, Vegas at seven, Carolina at eight, St. Louis at nine, Fort Worth at 10, Queen City at 11, Arizona at 12, Houston at 13, Atlanta at 14, uh, Lone Star at 15, Florida at 16, Vancouver at 17, uh, Jacksonville at 18, Mexico City at 19, Denver at 20, Sioux Falls at 21. Then it'll go back again um, to uh, San Diego for pick number 22. 23 would be D.C. again. And finally, your Portland fleet would be closing it out at 24. Um, and that will close out the first round. Uh, there is, you know, the breakdown for the second, third. But I want to talk about, again, you know, some of the teams, What what is really great to see is one um, – kind of the team orders and what the team needs may potentially end up being. But I think the other part is, again, to the teams that have already filled their rosters, congratulations. Uh, that should be um, Charleston. Charleston was got their full roster done. Uh, you have uh, Louisiana, who has their full roster done. So that's amazing. Congratulations to you folks. And there is one more team, and for, for the life of me, for some reason, I can't remember who that team was, um, but – 
there's one more team out there that should be 100% on their roster. So congratulations to you guys. Uh, for the rest of us, we're going to have to go through the draft and uh, go from there. So every team, I think, you know, the work that's been put in with these mocks have been amazing. Um, you know, we have some mocks that came from, uh, you know, Frank Wade. We have some that came from Mike Twinscrew. Um, I think, again, we talked about it on Monday's show. Uh, Deep Goat dropped one. If you guys don't know who Deep, jo- Deep Goat is, he's like the stig for the show. Uh, they are an anonymous person who uh, provides information, great insight that they share with us every day. And again, we kind of looked through this, and there was an anonymous one that I saw the other day as well. Um, don't know who did that, but Dave Axis dropped that information. Uh, so shout out to Dave Axis, um, which had some other information as well, which I, I find pretty interesting, right? Um, again, kind of the storylines that I see that are more common with this 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 draft is kind of Again, seeing what people are doing. So a lot of folks have have uh, Mike Ryan, a.k.a. Tyler Falk, at going at number one to San Diego, needing a strong safety. Now, that is, again, Tyler. And shout-outs, you know, let me take a second to plug my man, Tyler. Tyler has his show, uh, Netma, which comes on on Wednesdays. And he did a phenomenal job on his prequel show. If you are able to catch that this Wednesday that passed, he did a really great job. Shout-outs to him. And he's been projected in a couple different mocks of going number one. And by all means, like he's been a rookie who I've seen in the sense of what he's done so far, take the league by storm. He broadcasts. Uh, he has his podcast now. I think he's part of the beat team, if I'm not mistaken. But even if he isn't, I mean, still to try to do those two things, be involved with the league as much as he is and and, and still be doing all this is amazing as a rookie, right? Because I know from my experience coming in as a rookie, I never expected it to go this way, right? But, you know, again, it was my vision to to get into a general general manager position and uh, was able to be blessed with that, with Jacob giving me the opportunity, and here we are. So, um, but he's done an amazing job. Nonetheless, check him out on Wednesdays, Netma. It'd be really cool. Second, D.C., uh, they have D.C. taking a kicker, this anonymous one. Um, I know a lot of folks with D.C., they can go so many routes, and they have the, the most picks so far. So, again, them planning on where they want to grab people strategically is there. There's not many teams that have a lot of needs. Um, when I was looking at kind of some of the needs, most teams need two, one or two positions. Uh, there's a couple like Houston, Tulsa. Um, DC who need a little bit more than that um, but again DC can go anywhere what anonymous has DC taking though um, was DC taking uh, Jack Lewis the kicker now Jack Lewis has also been projected to go to London has been projected to go to San Diego I mean Jack Lewis is moving everywhere but he is the only available kicker at the moment um, <clears throat> so gives a great opportunity for every team to grab a player to come and fill that position. Uh, Anonymous has Portland taking Emmanuel Blackman, the free safety for London at four. They have uh, Tom Krieg of the strong safety, Tulsa taking uh, Christian Brown, the quarterback, Los Angeles taking number six, Chris Lee, uh, Las Vegas number seven, taking Marco Swift, uh, Carolina at eight, taking uh, Hubba uh, Kimball. And then at number 10, oh, sorry, I skipped St. Louis. St. Louis at number nine, is taking Achilles Papatant, 
Papatonis. Hopefully I said that right. And then finally, Fort Worth at 10 is looking at Max Knight, uh, the defensive tackle. I could keep on going on, but I do just want to touch on the on the top 10. And again, it's those top 10 uh, teams there all have different needs. And, you know, not every, like I said, I know with Portland, we only need three, uh, two, sorry. And then you have a couple other teams that are in that position, only needing a few from there. But it's it's going to be so excited to see where everybody goes. I'm not – I don't think I can really mock where players can go. Uh, I don't think that's my forte in this league. Simple fact because it you never know what's in the owner's mind. Um, in the NFL and, and other sports organizations, you can kind of get a feel, right, with who – what teams may potentially do. But with the draft, what's a lot of fun is that it doesn't follow those genuine rules of what, what – um, other professional sports may. Uh, some professional sports will only be able to do more of a, how do I put this? Like, uh, uh, you know, it goes by a certain thing. Like, you're never going to choose a kicker in the first. But in the SFL, kickers are such, you know, they contribute as much as anybody else on the field. And if you don't have yourself a solid kicker, you can find yourself in a position where you're a little bit far away and this three could potentially be the win, but because you don't have a player uh, a kicker versus a generic kicker on uh, their foot, you know, their, their power, their kick power and everything else may not get you to where you want to be. And you could see in a legend like Kramer Jackman, who plays for the Denver Nightwings, how many games Denver was able to really win and, and, and continue their streak this season with Kramer Jackman at the helm of the kicker spot and them having, and he's had a successful career. So shout out to Kramer Jackman. But that shows you that should show you how important a kicker can really be in your organization and help you uh, always contribute and, and help you potentially win games, which is pretty awesome. Everything from there is 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 mix and match. And it really like I heard some really good theories, I think, around that as well. Uh, you know, uh, they talked about like the runs on quarterbacks and a lot of people brought up really good points just seeing my, my draft in, in season 15, not my personal one, just how the draft went. Um, I noticed, yeah, that you can, right? There wasn't many teams that needed quarterbacks last season either. Um, it was Ace Finnick, Brian Dynasty, and who am I forgetting? I feel like there was one more rookie quarterback that I, I am forgetting. Now Cameron Curtis is a rookie. I guess you can consider him rookie quarterback uh, going to uh, Fort Worth that was announced. But I'm trying to think of somebody else who was a QB in the minors. I think it might have been those two, but look at that. Just two positions. And this time around, you almost had the same. With Tulsa needing a quarterback, um, who else was the other one that needed a quarterback as well? Uh, I don't know. Oh, St. Louis needed a quarterback as well. So those positions, there's not many places that need quarterbacks at the moment. And, you know, that's, again, another situation that uh, I know we spoke on on Monday's show which is SFL Audibles. If you check that out, that'll be on Mondays at 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. And that's uh, Ben, uh, KT, myself, and Bernard all speaking about some of the topics that you can go ahead and share and and kind of react with us. But it's, again, um, you know, teams still needing that type of position and and not being filled all the way. We talked about that on that show. I'm not really going to touch upon it here. But, you know, again, St. Louis if that's only who you need and there's not many other people like maybe Tulsa's like, Hey, I can get my guy a little bit later on. 
that's cool. You can potentially do that, right? And if you have more glaring needs, then yeah, by all means, get the glaring need and get your quarterback later. If there's somebody you really like and you feel like the other team may not go that way, then again, they can go ahead and look at a couple quarterbacks. And again, I, we talked about last show, PJ Slaughter, I think, isn't being talked about too much, um, but I think he did a phenomenal job and uh, he did win the, the championship. So I'm not sure if it maybe it's not a, a active thing, um, but like I always tell rookies, if you are listening as a rookie, please make sure you're you're active, um, you get involved. <clears throat> excuse me with um, with different teams and and speaking with them and, and whatnot and getting yourself out there. Uh, just because again, you always are your own agent. But nonetheless, right? I think PJ Slaughter's not getting enough love. But uh, again, they can get a PJ Slaughter if he's not getting much love in these mocks um, to get that in the second or third round right if they're going to the third maybe the second because most teams should be done by the second I think it's only a few other folks that are in the second as well uh, as in the first and then it kind of goes from there so um, it, it, it really does end up being where you have that situation and whatnot so um, not going into quarterbacks right but you know you have that type of situation that can realistically happen but i know some folks say hey if your man is there and you're worried about it go go for it um and then after that it's kind of really yeah it's it's, it's a little bit of a mix and match not many teams there's a lot of teams that may need linebackers there's a lot of teams that need cornerbacks there's a lot of teams that need um you know safeties like uh i haven't seen many that need dt's i think uh mexico city is one that definitely needs a dt replacing um crim and uh i'm not sure stover resigned but if he didn't then you know having to do that that's that's again an opportunity there so tune in see how you feel how the draft and whatnot is going um it should be a blast uh we were able to get 13 rookies phenomenal rookies uh last season um and you know two of them uh one ended up trying free agency and, and, and moved over to another team which congratulations to him and 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 uh and then we have a player who uh, we just, again, had some personal issues, and he had to drop out of the league for a little bit, and uh, we wish him all the best if he ever is listening, because um, we do wish him the best and, and want that to be the case. So, uh, again, you know, this draft, my experience from it, you know, from that standpoint has been pretty great, um, just because, you know, when you're in that background setting, you get to really experience how... You, you get to appreciate everything, how it's put together, because you got to understand when we are on our side, all we're looking at is discord and looking at um, Google, right? Like if we're doing the Google Hangouts and we're on the link and then again, you can select it to be on somebody specific or you can select it to be, you know, multiple views. But, you know, that experience is awesome. And then you kind of get to chat it up with your whole front office until your pick comes in and then you submit your pick to the uh, uh, to the commissioner. And then there you go. We're here waiting just like you are um, for the league to go through, approve it, um, get all the graphics and everything together. So when that pick comes through, boom, it's on the screen and you see it. And then you see our reactions, um, you know, at that time, kind of being, you know, again, being excited about who we picked up. So it is great. I know not everybody participates on camera and they're not 100% comfortable. But, you know, for me, I didn't mind. Um I love people to know who I am, vice versa, and it just makes that experience ever ever so more exciting than, you know, anything else. And, you know, I think that's the part that's so cool because 
you know, that's all I'm doing is on Discord. Yes, I'm having a conversation. My mic is muted on the camera, right? And again, if anybody is going to be on camera, please don't pull a rookie mistake. And having your microphone on uh, could potentially cause echoing or potentially cause um, distractions on live air. And always, again, you want to keep it as professional as possible when doing this platform. So advice being put out there. I know Cam put out a disclaimer where I saw that, but from my own personal experience, I noticed that was going to kind of be uh, the situation where uh, you want to, I want to give that advice as well to don't have your mic on. But, you know, the whole experience from that standpoint, if you look at it from the out, from that out, inside looking out, right, then you kind of see how great everything comes together. And then you get to kind of see some of those other faces who are known in this league for what they do. So again, I, I think it's going to be so much fun. Cam put so much work into it. And for those rookies who do get selected, I'm so excited to see where folks go. Um, I have two people that I know personally who are involved um, and I, I hope the best for them as well. And then there's a couple of rookies that I've been able to just, you know, again, by me doing the broadcasting that I was able to do this, this season, which is a great memory. I think I forgot to actually answer Ashley Jackson's question. So I'm going to go back to that afterwards, but um, yeah, you know, it, it's to kind of look back and, you know, there's a couple of players that when I was doing the broadcasting, I was able to um, get them, you know, to kind of build that rapport with them because I reached out to them to find out some type of fun fact information. And then we were getting to talking and I see them really, you know, they're interactive in chats. Like you end up really rooting for people. And there's a lot of people in this, in this draft that I'm really rooting for to find a great team, to help a great organization. Um, and, you know, to really represent the type of players that I know they are. And it's uh, when you see that, even if they don't go to your team, that's still, being a real person, if you really do care for people and, and really want to see them be successful, then by you going ahead and ch taking a look and supporting them and sending them, hey, great, great job, you know, that you got drafted. Because I did that to a couple rookies um, last season and said, hey, congratulations where you got drafted. Best of luck. Um, and if you ever need anything, I'm here, right? It's, it's again, you know, you you always want the best for your team, but you also got to be wanting the best for people, right? Because this is a people-driven league. So, it's again where, um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I can't stress enough how fun I have this day. And my boards, I work on my boards. Like, I mean, this season didn't go the way we wanted to. So I did start a little bit earlier within the season, just trying to see, you know, watching games, scouting, seeing which rookies are coming in, who's already being interactive and whatnot. <clears throat> and then, Again, there's not much that I could really do until I figure out exactly who's returning. Once I see who's returning, then I see what needs we potentially want to go for, and I go speak to those rookies. But, you know, again, there's only two spots. I spoke to probably over, like, 20, 25 rookies this time around, right? Um, and, you know, I'm going to wish those rookies luck. Um, you know, with the with the rookies who aren't – there ain't, aren't many positions or there are not many opportunities out there – Trust me, you know, stick with it. You're, you'll eventually find your place and where you're supposed to be. Um, if you're really adamant about being a running back, quarterback, then stay at it, right? It doesn't hurt. Uh, I know it's a two-season cap for the minors. Don't know if they're thinking about changing that or whatever the case may be. But, you know, two-season two cap is not bad. Um, and if you do have to give up your player to 
do something else or whatever the case may be. Hey, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, where you're supposed to be will happen. I always feel that's going to be that that is the case. If you're supposed to do something, you are going to do it and uh, you'll get to the spot that you want to be. You know, being in the majors and in the minors, there is some differences on, uh, you know, again, because these are some you're you're in locker rooms with vets who've been around for for multiple seasons or um you're around people who aren't you know it's just a different dynamic and that's where you get to coming into it but uh nonetheless like I said that's where my focus will be at those stories um very excited to see what the two expansion teams do as well uh DC and San Diego I think San Diego has done uh, uh an incredible job on uh filling up their team with people who bring talents from all over right um and DC with DC's championship under their belt, right? For those who don't know, DC does have a championship under the belt <clears throat> where they beat San, uh, Santa Fe Gorillas. If I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, right? You can quote me if I'm wrong, but um, don't quote me, right? But I think, again, you know, they had that championship and they've been doing um, their thing on how they want to be able to accomplish. So they have a couple of uh, signings, but they will have about 15 spots to fill up with potential rookies. And hopefully some of those rookies I've been able to talk to, if they don't land here, it's okay. I still want to see you land in a great organization, and D.C. seems to be one of them. So, um, And I have, and, and for folks that want to know, I have respect for all uh, all teams in the SFL. Um, being on this side, you see the hard work, the dedication, everything it takes to make this run. And uh, I think at the end of the day, that's why I always have my respect. But 15 positions there with some other ones spread out. Um, yeah, if, if your name doesn't get called, don't be discouraged. And if you, again, I, I always hear horror stories, right? So I heard the horror stories of teams um, saying one thing and doing another, whatever, whatever is the case, right? At the end of the day, whatever happens, whether your name is called, whether your name is not, my advice is always be professional. Reach out to them and say, hey, that was an amazing pick. Thank you again for the opportunity. Um, if they picked you, right, or they didn't, right, you can still say the same, hey, Thank you for picking me. Da, 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 this is awesome. Or, hey, you know, you went with a great pick here. Completely understand if it didn't work out. Um, hope our paths cross in the future and boom, go from there. Because you you got to understand, right, everybody's on a one-season contract. And not everybody um, maybe enjoys the place that they're staying, they're at. But that's where, again, we, we get into that situation where, um, yeah, you just – work your way through and, and see how it goes. And maybe you're cro- you might cross with that team another time and you don't want it to be a, a feeling of, man, um, I don't, I don't want this kid. Cause when we did the working, I don't mean kid, but I don't want this person just because um, last time when we didn't pick them, they, they showed their true colors. And again, always keep those relationships. Cause I, I shared before with the situation with Ben Ben, we spoke last season when we were looking at what potential wide receivers wanted to do. Went a different direction, um, but Ben kept it professional. I reached out to Ben, so congratulations to going to Chicago. And uh, we still kept that connection. So when the offseason came and he wanted to try free agency, then he reached out to us. And, again, because we already built that rapport last season, we were just able to really catch up and bring a great talent like Ben, uh, which – ended up uh, uh, letting us know that there might have been a potential other person in KT, and we reached out to KT, and 
and um, brought two friends together to continue on and be part of the show. So, again, to those rookies, please take my advice. I promise you, right? We all talk in one way, shape, or form. And I I don't mean that as any type of threat. What I mean is, again, you are your own agent, so you have to represent yourself well. Um, again, once you get to know a locker room, once you get to know people, then, again, you can adjust and adapt. But if you don't know somebody well enough, I would say – Go ahead and and be professional. Thank them for their time. Thank them for what they've been able to accomplish, um, and th- and thank them for everything else. So, uh, with that being said, I actually think I have my guy Mel Davis here, um, listening. Let me double check to make sure this is Mel. Um, is this you, Mel? I'm here, brother. All right, perfect. So let me make sure that I do this properly, right? I welcome you to the shipyard, right? I'm sorry, uh, I didn't get to look at my phone the, the normal way that I, I do, but all hands on deck. Shout out to uh, head coach Mel Davis. Um, Mel was kind of just talking about before you you were able to jump into the show. I was uh, talking about uh, the draft and sharing with rookies to be professional, right? Um, whether you get picked or not, right? Um, you always want to keep a a professional conversation with your potential teams right and then um if you don't some of those have burnt some free agents in the past where they didn't come off correct and when free agency rolled around if they were picked uh, they weren't considered or they, they went to like their last thought and uh but if you carry yourself professionally then you may cross paths with another team or whatnot but that's what i was talking about welcome to the show i appreciate you stopping by for a little bit um, what do you have some advice for maybe some rookies who are looking, you know, I'm giving advice on both sides, but do you have any advice for any of the other rookies? No, I think it's, a, it's an excellent point, Nelson. And thanks for having me on tonight. Um, you know, we have to think about that whole draft process and the free agency and FFL is, and it's a job interview, right? So you want to make sure that no matter what your opportunity your current opportunity that you're putting your best foot forward and you're trying to make those communication and connections with people as a rule of thumb. Um, you don't want to burn any bridges. You want to take every opportunity that's afforded to you and, and, and ask yourself if it's one that, you know, you want to partake in. And if you don't, then it's all about being courteous to everybody involved because you never know when paths may cross again. You know, you yeah. may go into the draft and the opportunity doesn't materialize but you hopefully have established those relationships with those teams that you did speak to that when free agency rolls back around, guess what? You know, that opportunity may re-arise as a free agent because their scenario changed. I know we yeah. view it in the same light as a team and an organization. <clears throat> Everyone we talk to, we want to extend that courtesy to them and thank them for just reaching out to us. So that, you know, understanding that the future changes and an opportunity were to arise down the road, there's people we've talked to that we might be able to circle back and say, hey, you know, there's an opportunity here. We know we didn't draft you, but would you still be interested? But if you just cut those people off, you know, it just sets up a situation where you're burning bridges. So I think it's a two-way street. Uh, My encouragement to anyone draft and be excited. It's an awesome, awesome opportunity and time to be a part of. Um, never, ever assume that something 
is or is not going to happen because I know everyone I talk to, I tell them the draft is a fluid situation. It's ever-changing. Uh, our draft board is put together, and we do it weeks in advance. Then we check it. We're like Santa Claus, right? We check that, that list twice, two, two and three times, just to make sure that we have covered all of our bases talk to as many people as we can. And I know you do a great job that, with that, Nelson, reaching out and establishing those relationships with people. So that um, it's not just for the draft, but it's for the long term. And really have goodwill for, for what they're going to uh, hopefully be able to accomplish down the road in, in their effort program. So yeah. Put your best foot forward, guys. Don't be disappointed if it doesn't happen night one, night two. This year is only three rounds. Um, if it doesn't, even if it doesn't happen night three, there's still free agent opportunities, you know, that, that come about. Uh, teams may still be looking. Uh, there may be guys who, or guys or gals who can't follow through. Opportunities open up, so just you know, keep keep pushing forward and, and, and being optimistic about your opportunities. That's all. You know, it's a I lot of that, fun. Yeah, uh, to, to, to go through the process. No, yeah, I think the process it's fun, and again, just like anything in life, you know, you want to make sure you always put your best foot forward and give yeah. people a reason to, you know, look into you for whatever reason you're trying to go. Now, uh, for our fans of the, of the Portland fleet, um, what information, again, you can't share who we're drafting or what positions or any of that stuff, but, you know, for the fans who want to know how the draft process has gone, if you can kind of share, I did share a little bit earlier when I was talking about the draft, you know, top 10, I didn't go through, I went through all the picks and then talked about just the top 10, what people were talking about. Um, but, uh, you know, again, and I, and I was mentioning how we, I started this, you know, our season 16 draft class, you know, a little bit earlier just cause the season didn't go the way we wanted it to. So I started a little bit earlier than, than, than possible. Just checking what was, you know, what rookies were already talking in gen chat who was, you know, interactive and whatnot. And then, uh, once we find out what we officially had, then I, I shared with them, like, then we got into contact the rookies and whatnot. So, um, mm-hmm. what can you share about it on the side of the, uh, director of player personnel slash head coach? Um, you know, that whole process went and what are you excited about the most for tomorrow? Hey, excited about another opportunity to go through the draft. We had such a blast last year. It, you and myself, so much time and energy and preparation, uh, for the players that we were interested in doing all of our homework. I call it our background information on guys and, and young ladies who are, who are in the draft just to try to figure out who fits our system, our, our coaching philosophy, our locker room environment the best. Now, mind you, we had nobody. <laughs> we had to draft almost 17 people, which was amazing. But we had to come up with what we thought was a core nucleus of, of uh, a philosophy that would find the right people that would fit the way we think, the way we like to go about things, the type of locker room we wanted to have. Because, again, we had nothing to go off of. We had things of that nature. So, you know, to this point, we've come back into the draft uh, year two with the same excitement. Uh, you put a lot of work in yourself and uh, talking to the different 
individuals out there, and then having myself, uh, Al, our district coordinator, and Jacob, our owner, kind of be the secondary individuals that people have talked to and just try to figure out what is it that they want? You know, what, is, what were they looking for and what were we looking for? And uh, establishing that same type of, of, of connection to see who fits what we represent. And uh, that's really the take-home message. So it's been a lot of fun. We've, we've put a lot of time and energy again into this. And, and here we are knocking on the doorstep on draft eve. The only thing I haven't done this time is watch the movie uh, that had Kevin Costner in it. I think the last, last time I must have watched that movie five or six yeah, times. Yeah, you told me to, to buy the movie, all that stuff. <laughs> draft day, man. I must have watched that five or six times. It, it, it was just fun. It was. But fun I would tell you that that is a realistic situation, though, right? It's yeah. How you see it in that that is the equivalent to how we kind of do it in the in the SFL, right? Like it's true. Yeah. In this league, you know, and and, and any f- team, right? We 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 may be looking at twenty different options. Okay, we're going here and there right. and why and. You know, the conversations in the room are just like they went in that in that movie where, you know, you presented why this player, right? Why is this person fit? Mm-hmm. What do they fit in, in, in the organization? And, you know, one thing that I always say is, is really cool, unlike that movie, because, again, the head coach and um, the GM weren't eye to eye, right? Um, right. Here, it's it's not like that. But it, it is the same concept where we present what we're the players that we're potentially looking at why should we look at them? And then again, you go through a process where you talk to myself, you talk to whoever your coach is going to be, whether you're on offense or defense, then you finally go to the owner. And if the owner signs you off, boom, we discuss it because everybody who we talk to goes through that process. And then afterwards we try to determine exactly um, who we may potentially go with and, it's again, you know, just like the movie. It goes one way one week, and then the next week it goes into another, and then we may re- revisit week one, and then we'll revisit week – you know, it's just always a fluid situation, and that you mentioned that. Was it is, and, and teams, if you listen, um, the different shows and the way different teams think about it, uh, to all the, the rookies out there, um, everybody approaches it differently. Some teams approach it where they look at – the quality of play that the players put in the SFLM. I know we've talked about that. We feel like that part of the evaluation process is extremely important. Um, That's why the SFLM is there, to see how players uh, perform. Now, we understand that their performance in the SFLM may differ, no different than it does in uh, NFL type of scenarios. You head to the pros, it's it's a different level of competition, but make no mistake, it has value. You know, we were talking about last year looking at the draft, and uh, one of the top linebackers, a good friend of mine, um, uh, Brody Gulch, Ron Gulch, his son's name is Brody, you know, came out. He was one of the top linebackers in the draft. I think Ron went, what, number three or something like that? Give me, Ron, if I had that number wrong. But take-home messages, look what Ron did. Ron was <laughs> basically defensive rookie of the year, if I recall correctly, in, in his play, or at least nominated as such. I thought he actually pulled that, pulled that out. So to say that these players 
you guys out there in SSLM, you won't translate to SSL. I, I just, I'm not a personal believer of that, but, you know, a lot of teams have different philosophies for which they, they pick people up. So understand that your play in the league matters. Um, your involvement and communication is so key. If a team contacts you, please take the time to be courteous to contact them back and follow up with them because they're contacting you because they're interested. And that interest that they have in you doesn't necessarily mean it's going to materialize a, a draft. But again, you're building relationships. And that might be a, a, a relationship or a bridge that you've built that may not come to fruition the next year in free agency. Who's to say? But take the time to, to, to take advantage of that is what I encourage people to do. And then understanding beyond that, you, you've got to also look at a player's um, fit in a locker room. There's different locker rooms out here. There's different ways teams get along. And uh, I know, for example, our locker room, which is amazing, and Nelson, you can attest to this, we put so much time and energy into the type of player we were we wanted and the type of person we wanted on our team. Uh, we were blessed that our evaluative processes meant to just that. We have an amazing yeah. locker room, amazing group of, of guys that are on our team that uh, you feel that brotherhood, you know, and see, yeah. I didn't have opportunity to feel that in the SFLM. It came in after I was fortunate to already be involved in the league uh, as a linebacker, but to, to hear these guys' stories about locker rooms, I feel like we've achieved that importance. You know, and yeah. uh, exciting, exciting. So to, to the individuals that we may have an opportunity whomever they may be, to become a part of Portland tomorrow. Uh, I'm excited for them. I'm excited for all the other guys and young ladies who may have an opportunity to, to become um, a part of any team tomorrow. Because all of these teams in this league are special in their own way. You know? and yeah. We have much respect for all of our, our fellow teams and making this league what it is. Man. So it's exciting. You know, we've done our homework. We're ready. Uh, we'll be sitting down, having an opportunity to, to put that number in and hopefully call the name of that individual that fits us best. And uh, we call your name. We, we really hope you feel the same way about us that we feel about you. Yeah, I, I agree. And lastly, Mel, before I let you go, because it looks like our uh, interview for the evening is, is in the building now, which I have to, you know, uh, announce them before they come in. But um, what message do you have for our potential rec- new recruits, right? Our new members of the, of the fleet. Um, what's a message that you can, you can deliver to them, um, whoever they may be? Well, whoever they may be, the opportunity to be drafted as a Portland fleet member, I just say to them, um, come ready to work. Uh, come ready to, to, to give your best and, and be a part of a team that sees themselves as selfless individuals who are out there uh, looking out for the other guys, the other teammates, and that's pretty much what we are. We talk about a mentality of teamwork makes the dream work. We talk about a mentality of brick by brick. We talk about a mentality of understanding that, you know, each and every game we play, win, loss, or draw, is another opportunity to grow. And uh, we experienced that last year. So for that individual or individuals, rather, that may have that opportunity, we basically, you know, open up our, our locker room to you and, and welcome you to the part of the family. And we can't wait 
to uh, to call your name tomorrow, whomever those individuals may be. So yeah. uh, for everybody, just enjoy the process. And this draft thing that uh, SFL has got going on, I was talking to, I'll let you go, but I was talking to um, a prospective player, uh, should I say draftee, a while ago. And one of the comments that, that uh, he made to me was, he said, man, I really heard that these SFL drafts are just amazing. And I said, yeah, they are. They, they, they are amazing. They're, they make you feel like you're a part of the real thing. And in essence, you are. You're a part of a real thing in this scenario. So enjoy, folks. Enjoy, the, enjoy. enjoy tonight, the anxiety and anticipation, and uh, get ready to have those names called tomorrow. We're excited. We'll be there and um, uh, ready to, to hand our number in. So, yeah, right. Wish everybody right, well. Sure. Well, I appreciate you stopping by, kind of sharing with our fans and everybody, you know, players, what what to expect, what to look forward to, how that process may potentially go. And like we told every member of the fleet, if they are listening, um, always, always welcome those people into our locker rooms because we, we, they're, they're now part of the Portland family. And um, we, we want them to feel wanted because, trust me, um, I know we have a great group of guys, and that's all I ask for. So thank you, Mel, again. Uh, I appreciate it. You Thank have you. a wonderful evening. Yes, sir. Catch you tomorrow now. Take care, brother. All right. You too. All right. So, again, with that being said, in true Portland, well, sorry, inside the league fashion, Jesus, uh, we're going to go ahead and introduce our guest of this evening, linebacker Gary Clem of the San Jose Flight. What's going on, Gary? Hey, how you doing? Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. How how we sounding? Sounding good. I can hear you just fine. All right, perfect. Well, uh thank you again for, you know, coming on the show. I know this is a very exciting night uh because you are a potential draftee uh going into uh the um draft, right? And Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, yeah, it's exciting, right? This is your first go around though. You are a veteran rookie what I think I can label you on, right? Because this was your second season in the minors. But, yes, sir. Um, again, you know, exciting nonetheless. I'm very excited to see um, your story and how that takes, you know, takes part of the SFO and whatever organization that ends up being. So thank you for, for being here tonight. I really do appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. My first, so, my yeah, first uh-huh. uh, time, time ever doing this. <laughs> You know what? I will say that, yeah, this is a this is an inside the league exclusive for folks to understand the linebacker um, from San Jose, who again uh, the commissioner acknowledged uh, recognized on Access's show. So um, it's 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 like I couldn't plan it any other way, right? <laughs> I think that was such a perfect segue. You got the blessing from uh, yeah. the SFL commission, and then now you're here on the yeah, show. Yeah, I know, so, and I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, you know that shows that he he watches these these games and you know he he knows about players as much as um as as much as a fan does. So it's really awesome. So let's since we don't get to see you on many interviews and this is the first time, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, so I'm originally uh, I live in Texas. I live in Tyler, Texas now. I uh, I'm originally from uh, Hackett, Arkansas. Small, small. Out in the sticks, out in the country, um, and then uh, I was born and raised there. Uh, end up coming to uh, Texas um, when in 2003 uh, when I was 24 years old. 
lived in Arlington for about seven years, and then I took a job promotion in Tyler, Texas, which is where I'm at now, and I've been here for the last 10. Um, oh, nice. I'm an only child, and uh, I'm not uh, I'm not married. Uh, a lot of people don't know about me. My fiance passed away about three hundred uh, three and a half years ago. I'm sorry and, about uh, that. Oh, it's 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 okay. But uh, out of the relationship, when I met her, she's got uh, she helped raise her children from the from the time they was one until they were six and a half, and. You know, when she passed, me and the, the biological father, we have a good relationships, so I get to see my kids every other weekend. Nice. Uh, a lot of people don't know. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that about me, but yeah, I, I do that. And uh, yeah, it's, and it's it's been great. So I've been living in Tyler, Texas. Uh, I'm in retail too, like yourself. Uh, oh yeah, you know operating. what? A, a prayer mm-hmm. goes out for us right now. I'm gonna put that out there because you feel my pain. All right, I you feel my <laughs> yeah, pain. I do. And, and you, I you, do. You hit me up, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm here at work, and this is going on." And you're like, "I feel you." He's like, "I hope one day you get that rest." So I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, you know, I've been, I've, I've been doing it for 15 years, and I've been with Lowe's, and it's, it's, it's. Let me tell you, this time of year is crazy. It is crazy. So I feel your pain. Yeah, and it's, it gets even crazier with COVID. I mean, it's like oh, you're yeah. already dealing with the, with the with the holidays, and then on top of that. Yes, still have to enforce COVID rules and regulations, and Absolutely. still follow them throughout. Absolutely, it, yeah, it's 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 a lot. So I definitely feel you. It's but, been you know, it's been a year. It's been a year, <laughs> surprisingly, and I didn't think I would be here at the end of this year this way. But you know, things happen. You know, happen, and they give you like weird ways. Because if it wasn't for COVID, I probably wouldn't have taken the chance of creating a podcast being able to speak to, you know, potential rookies and players and people of oh, yeah. the SFL. So, um, so I will say, like, I feel your pain and, you know, blessings to you <laughs> as well as you sent them back to me. Um, but I, I want to oh, say yeah. that um, taking care, you know, still having, being part of those children's lives, man, like, that, you know, my respect is, is through the roof for you because not everybody can do that. And... You know, there's some folks in this world, you know, like for myself, for example, I never knew any of my mm-hmm. grandfathers. I don't know any of them. Yeah. Um, you know, one was was killed. So it's not like he had a choice. Right. Uh, he was unfortunately murdered. But uh, my other grandfather, my other biological grandfather uh, decided to move forward and have a family and have everything else and leave my family behind. Right. And, uh, yes. you know, a man who decides to still do that, it's is 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 a man in my book so um i appreciate it Gary. Well, I, I, know, I know those kids do too as i well. i appreciate i appreciate that you know i mean you know my children like i said i you know I, from the time they was one until they were six and a half i mean they're, they're you know they're my kids i consider them my kids and you know a lot of people say hey you know we're you know we're glad you did that but you know the way i said I, I couldn't have it any other way man being being part of them children's life and you know i love them and you know they call me dad and you know, nothing's changed. They just, they end up getting two dads, you know, that, that, that's yeah. basically it, you know. So. Yeah. And, and then that, I appreciate that. that. Yeah. It, it, it's being honest with you, Gary, because, um, I, I my father is, is the only father and my, uh, my grandmother remarried. So my, my grandfather is my father, right? Same situation. Like he's not blood, but mm-hmm. that is my grandfather. And my dad is, yeah. is one hell of a man that will, starve himself before his kids starve and he will give us the shut off his back before he 
even even allows us to feel cold, right? Like he's a real man. He's been there for his kids. Yeah. He gave up his dreams for us to make sure that we were able to have a life. Um, and and for that, you know, any 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 man who who's willing to be there for the children, man, got all my respect because I hope to be one day in in that position as well, and I will do the same for my kids. So uh, give you a little yeah, absolutely bit of for for doing that, man. Real real real. Well, really I, nice. I thank you. I appreciate it. I really do. So let's talk about your SFL story. Now, how did you get (laughs) here? Okay. How did you get to this position that you're at now? Like, how did you find the league? And walk us through from finding the league to being part of San Jose. Like, what's that whole story like? Oh, man. It was, uh, it's, you know, I was watching, you know, during COVID and everything, I actually had a day off. And, you know, I was, I was just thumbing through a, YouTube, just, just relaxing. And, you know, I seen this, you know, this football game on and I'm like, you know, what, what is this? And so I, you know, I, I watched it and I was only going to watch like a few minutes. Well, I ended up watching the whole, the whole game. It was, I, it was one of the championship games and I don't remember who was playing. I'm like, well, you know, so, you know, I go on, a, I go on the website and I, you know, I signed up basically the next day and and I told a good friend of mine about it, you know, a couple of days later, which is uh, Gary Burney, which actually plays for the Portland Fleet. And no, I got, shout I got out to my man, the Beast. Shout out to my man, the Beast. Yeah, he, he, he's actually, I'm actually at his house right now. So I will. You tell him I said hello. <laughs> I will. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, I got on that, and then, uh, you know, I actually – Joined at a great time because it was the first SFLM season like ever. Uh, got chose to go on uh, San Jose. Uh, we had, a, you know, it wasn't a great year. Uh, so, but I mean, it was, you know, it was good. It was fun, and the locker room was great. I mean, so I mean, shout out to Deuce Finnick and uh, you know Andre Krim and a few of them guys that you know made their way in the SFL now. But, uh, you know, we had a great locker room. It was fun. With, during COVID, uh, with me working all these crazy hours and, and I work overnights, I wasn't able to be involved in the chats like I wanted to. Yeah. And, uh, which, you know, you know, that, that, you know, you play on the field, you know, you know, carries a lot of weight. But also, you know, being uh, vocal in the chat rooms and things like that also, well, that kind of, you know, that kind of hurt me. A lot of people didn't know who I was. Yeah, and I get that, and I was just working crazy hours, but you know, I I try to get in when I could, and come to this past season draft, you know, a lot there wasn't any teams reaching out to me. I mean, a lot like I said, a lot of people didn't know who I was, but you know, there was a few people, and uh, a few people reached out, and you know, I actually had one of those draft day snafus. Uh, you know, I I actually you know I actually had a team that was interested. They they called me on Discord. My phone didn't ring. I didn't even know they called. Yeah. And uh, after like a, you know, after a couple minutes later, I, I seen it and I seen a message and, you know, they went another route. They went to plan B because they couldn't get a hold of me. And yeah. then um, eventually, you know, they, they ended up going another direction with another linebacker. That was fine. You know, no, no big thing. I wished them good luck during the season. And uh, so I went into my second season of the SFLM and which another okay season I mean 
if anybody knows the history of uh, San Jose at the moment, we're not winning any championships lately. But uh, eventually, I think they will. So yeah. the best of luck to them, guys. I, I love being on San Jose because we've always had a great locker room. Always yeah, I think, I think the, the coaches that are involved and the players that have came out of San Jose have always been really great players. And, um, you know, I think, again, it's it, it, it's not about – like sometimes it's about that experience, right? Yeah, you, you always want to win championships. But look at look at the Adams, right? Last season they didn't have the greatest season. Exactly. And boom, they won the championship. So it, it should be it, the yeah, they won the, they won the championship. Absolutely. So, I mean, it can go – and especially in the SFL – it, any any one season can can change. Like you said about the Adams, they they didn't have a great season last season. This season they won the championship. I mean because new players are coming in so all the time. And well, at least the last few seasons in the SFL in them. So you're going to have different players every yeah. season. So anything can happen. Yeah. And actually talking about the SFLM, we actually have a question uh, from Cam Curtis. So he he likes to ask you. Um, you played two seasons in the SFLM. What, what, uh, was there any differences from season one and two? And were you what, uh, what were you your takeaways? Sorry, from this each season. So, what did you take away from each season? Well, each season, I mean, you know, as far as the play, everything was the same. You know, th- this year, this season, what was different? You know, we had we had you know some new teams in that that we didn't have. So, you know, we didn't know. You know, being San Jose, the last, you know, the first season we had, you know, a certain amount, and then we had these new teams. Well, we had no idea what these new teams was going to be like. So that was mm-hmm. that was different, you know. Yeah. And then the draft, and the main thing is, you know, the draft last year, or this past season, I'm sorry, this past season, compared to this draft, is totally different. Yeah. You know, last season, I believe, I think we had, what, what was it, seven seven rounds? Yeah, with, supp- with, you know, with the supplemental draft, yeah. So yeah, the supplemental rounds being five, yeah. six, and seven. So I mean, compared, you know, that was the biggest, the biggest difference between this past season and this season, because, you know, that's totally different. There's no supplemental rounds. We only have three, you know, three rounds this this draft. So, you know, but as far as the play, uh, you know. As far you know, as far as being on the field and everything, you know, everything was pretty the same. Like I said, the only the only difference between that was the uh, the new teams that came in. You didn't yeah. know what to expect. Different, you know, more competition. It was kind of you know different than last season. Yeah, and know you but also it, mentioned the growth as well, right? You were talking to me before mm-hmm. about um, growing, you know, season one to season two, and how much information you were a- really honestly able to gain. So. I think that's a pretty good takeaway that you shared with me before off air on, um, you know, that. Oh, one yes, two. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah, so I, I think, again, um, those are great takeaways that you kind of share. Hopefully Cam Curtis is still listening. But if he is, uh, there you go. Gary uh, answers your question on, on what was the differences and um, what takeaways he might have taken in season uh, from season one and two. Um, and thank you again. If you guys want to ask questions uh, to Gary as well or myself, uh, you just join in the G- Discord channel, um, go to live shows, and there's a chat and a questions area, and I will make sure that your question gets asked air um, if you have any questions for Gary or myself. So, um, but 
kind of going back to you, Gary, before we start getting more into the player side. Sure. Uh, what's a fun fact mm-hmm. about you? Like, what's something that not even Gary Bernie over there knows about you uh, that you'd like to share with, with the listeners tonight? Oh, man. You know, actually, you know, Gary being my best friend is not many, but I don't think, you know, actually, I'm actually a side magician. Uh, nobody knows. What? I, 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 oh, yeah, man. I, you know, we're talking we're talking some David Blaine kind of no, stuff. You know? but I that's mean, pretty cool. Oh yeah, that's man. Cool. I'm, I'm telling you. I uh you know, I don't I don't share that often. I only you know, I only do it at like, you know, parties when I was, you know, younger and things like that. You know, I haven't really uh showed a lot of people. I've never even showed a trick to Gary. So I mean wow. Well, now I know how this but, conversation uh, is going to go after I get off air with you. He's going to be like, all right, so now show me some magic tricks. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what he's going to say. But I, I've never done it. I mean, I don't even think ever since I've been in Tyler, Texas, the last 10 years, I don't even think I've even showed anybody anything. So, yeah, that's 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 one thing. I, I, can, I, can, do some, I can do some crazy things, man. It's, it, it is pretty cool. I, I definitely have to see, and actually Cam uh, Cam Curtis said, magician, got to see that live. And I think uh, you might have to, if if you are going to be on camera for the draft, <laughs> you now know what you have to do. And uh, oh, man. You, you, you may surpass the infamous Rasta Sanagria dance, or you may surpass, <laughs> you, you may surpass the uh, Zach Turner uh, Alabama uh, elephant head in dancing. So... <laughs> Um, you could go in the history books, Gary. If, if, you know when you get I drafted, could, go yeah. ahead do some uh, do mm. some magic. So maybe something to consider. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. We'll see. Yeah. So I, I think that's really cool. What what made you get into magic? If you don't mind me asking. Man, you know when when I was when I was a kid, I always uh, I, I always liked magic and stuff. And it wasn't until I was about it wasn't until I was about twenty. It was probably about when I was about twenty two. I seen some uh, some show on uh, on TV, and it was like you know magic secrets revealed, and they were showing some of these top you know magic tricks and how they was how they was. Yeah, done. I remember that. Yeah, it used to be on like Fox. Yeah, so it was that. like yeah, so it was like a card trick. The girl I was dating at the time was at work. She worked overnight, and I just wa- you know I was watching this, and I learned how to do it. I taught myself how to do the trick. So when she got home that next day, I was like, hey, check this out, you know, wow. and it was like. She's like, oh my god, how'd you do that? And then uh, <laughs> I end up. She's like, yeah. So she, you know, and then I end up uh, going to some magic shop one day, and this guy's all like, oh yeah, we got this whole this whole thing going on. We we do this stuff all the time. So there was just a bunch of magicians, street magicians, and everybody just come in and show you how they you did different tricks and things like that. And so I learned I learned a ton from them guys. Yeah, yeah. And, it, it, you know and that I, show was informative, was, definitely. It, it was, it was, and then you know I learned different stuff from these you know those guys when we meet like you know we met like once a month and they showed me all kinds of things so I was just like you know so I, yeah I learned to lo- do a lot of things and it was, I'm, it was, like, it was cool. I'm, I'm smiling because like I think that's cool. <laughs> um, to be honest with you, I think you should share with that with more people because I, I think everybody you know is uh really excited to know somebody who can actually do magic right there's always that uncle that's like i could do magic yeah. watch this and it's like something like lame that you're like all right come on but if you really yeah. know how to do a magic trick it's pretty excited to know no, somebody i do who man knows how to do it 
And um, I'm going to let Gary review it, maybe show him tonight. And then afterwards, I'll ask him for a review for the future <laughs> if he's down for it. So, um, so what made you choose linebacker? So now let's get to the play things. What made you choose to be a linebacker uh, in this league? Well, I uh, I was I started playing football when I was six years old, and first you know the position I played I played linebacker and fullback, you know, and then uh, that was a little league junior high all through high school I was a linebacker a middle linebacker inside linebacker and fullback that's what I that's all I played I ended up going to college uh, for a couple of seasons before I before I got hurt. I was I, I got I, I went to college as an inside linebacker, and uh, and then I played a few you know I played a few seasons on semi-pro teams, uh, no unpaid, no money. It was just pretty much love of the game, but I was still playing, and uh, you know I was a middle linebacker there too. So I mean my whole life I just played inside linebacker. So that's why I chose that's why I chose that position because it was all I pretty much knew anyway. Okay. So, I mean, again, I was very curious to see, like, if you have experience in it, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, because honestly, linebackers, there's such a, a key component to the defense, right? Uh, you know, Portland mm-hmm. last season had two really, well, sorry, three great linebackers with Mel Davis, Amontakes, and Frank Champion. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, we definitely do understand that linebackers do play a factor that are really huge, and they are huge in in this game, right? And uh, they an example they are. Of how, like Mel Davis, who is, um, you know, uh, is such a, 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 you know, one defensive rookie of the year was such a, oh, the number two linebacker in the league in tackles, right? I think it, it's awesome. Um, no, yeah. How, you know, yeah, how did you decide to choose that? You know, uh, who did you model your player after? Did you model it after yourself that you played, or um, did you uh, model yourself? Well, actually. Somebody? Actually, you know, you know, I, uh, I'm only, you know, when I play, you know, I'm playing, I'm only five nine, so, you know, you know, even though I, you know, even though I played in college and semi pro ball, you know, I'm short for a linebacker. I really am. It's you know, all right. London Fletcher. Fletcher was five nine, I think. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. There's been a few great linebackers that was five exactly. nine, five ten. <laughs> you know, so I'm not saying that you, you know, you look there, there's, there's, there's a few of them. But when you got when you got Division One schools looking at you as a linebacker, I had a lot of Division One schools looking at me, but they was looking at me because of my size. They wanted to make me a safety. Oh, you wow. know, I had to go to a smaller college to play linebacker. Yeah. But but when I was in college, we had we had a, he was a senior when I was a freshman, and but let me tell you, his name is Robert. He was he he was massive man. I mean, he had the build. I mean, he was just a big guy. He ended up playing for the Cowboys for a couple of seasons, and they converted him to fullback when uh, Moose Johnston got hurt. But uh, yeah, he was just a, he was just a massive guy. So he was a buddy of mine. That's who I modeled. That's who I modeled my player after. <laughs> I bought it, modeled it after him. <laughs> so. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, your player is pretty bulky, uh, pretty big, right? Six three, two hundred forty-five yeah, pounds. Is. Um, so he's a he's a big boy, and look, I am only uh, I'm five eight, so you and me are about the same height. Um, <laughs> but uh, my player is six six. You know, I model him after Tony exactly. Gonzalez, so I completely see where you're coming from, and that sounds like a quite an inspirational person to get it from as well. So, um, 
when you did come into the league, though, let's say, did you consider any other positions when you came into the league? Absolutely not. I couldn't see me playing another position. All right. You didn't think you wanted to call back to your um, to your uh, uh, fullback days and none of that stuff? You know, I, I did. I loved playing fullback because I loved blocking. I mean, I, I, I loved blocking. I just loved hitting people in general when I played. So, I mean, I do more hitting when I'm a linebacker than I am a fullback. But so I, I only there was only one position I wanted to play. That that was a linebacker, just because, you know, that was you know, all I pretty much knew. I mean, I played fullback from the time I was six until I was in high school. But linebacker was that was where I got to hit a lot. So that's what I loved. So that's why. Yeah. I well, look, uh, those two positions are pretty hard hitting. Whether you're a fullback or a linebacker, uh, yeah, there's some pretty absolutely. nasty hits on both sides. So. Um, what do you see the future of the league going? So, you see, you've been in the SFLM for two seasons. Um, where do you see that the future of that league going, um, as well as the future of the SFL? Well, I, this SFLM, you know, doing that because I played the last two seasons. I mean, it already has made a, uh, you know, a big jump, you know, between the two seasons. And I just see as as more and more. You know, people see what you know what we're doing here and get involved. It, it's just gonna, you know, it's gonna involve and you know, you, you take a look at the draft from this year, you know, from last season to this season. I mean, that's changed dramatically. I mean, it's it's just constantly changing, and I and I think it's going in, the, in a, you know, the SFLM going into a great place. You know, more people's going to get involved and. You know, as they, as they look at it as a whole, it's it's just going to make the XFL even better. And yeah. when you go to the XFL, I mean, I, and I'm still learning every day uh, about you know, about that, you know, about that league. And uh, you know, hopefully, if any teams are listening, I get drafted tomorrow. That would be great. Yeah. But and, uh, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, yeah, it, it's it's going to be exciting to see where you end up landing because. Uh, you know, just getting to know you tonight as well as, you know, talking to you before. It's uh you've been a real cool guy since day one, so um it will be very exciting to see where you go. But go ahead, sorry. Oh no, but I just I just see uh I just see the S the SFL is I mean, I can see it going, you know, uh, you know, a lot of different directions, a lot of places 'cause I mean it's more and more people getting involved. It's you know, the uh possibilities are actually endless. And I mean, it's already going in a great direction, and it's just constantly evolving. And I mean, that's what you—that's what you want in the league. You want it to constantly evolve and, and and you know turn into something you know fantastic, which it already is. But I mean, you know, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen in the future? There's yeah, more I and think, more people getting involved. Yeah, I think it's going to get to the point where you're going to have to provide people content 24-7. Yes, there's going into the league itself, and yes, going into, um, you know, Discord, but like yourself, right? And even me, when I when these shows come on, right, like Access Live, Ashley Jack, you know, mm-hmm. uh, SFL Nights with AJ Stryker, uh, Coach yeah. Corner, a new Tyler show, right, Netma. Um, I think it, yeah. it, I listen to those on, you know, either at work or on my way to work, on my way home. So they provide me something to listen to to still surround myself with the SFL. And I think that is is 
potentially where it could look at because you know that gives that that's the next step you know and that gives us more right it allows somebody yeah 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 content content is king and if and if you're and if you're constantly doing these new shows and new shows are popping up every time somebody joins or something like that they you know they you know people start this all the time i mean look at your show you know you was able to start this you know this year and i mean yeah it's just a constant thing, and, and if there's content out there and content, I mean, more people is going to get involved because they're going to be like, what is this? You know? Yeah, you know, and, and I've seen some so, cool I mean, stuff so far. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's been pretty cool. Yeah, it's been pretty cool. I, I just saw today uh, The Buzz, which is Atlanta Swarm's podcast uh, with Swole and, um, and Siege Falco, mm-hmm. and uh, I was just watching that, and yeah, you're right. You know, this experience is, you know, with consistency and everything is it, it allows you with so many different options. And, you know, my original thought was, hey, let me do a podcast just for um, Portland. Right. But then yeah. I, I have so yeah. much passion for this league. And, you know, I have I want everybody, you know, to listen and be able to listen. And then again, for the folks that like yourself, right, that don't have the time to really be on Discord and look around and, and, and you know, try to find the information, listen to my show. Absolutely. And, you know, get something that... that and that, and that's great. It's great for people like me. Yeah. That's that. You, you know, look, having that content. Yeah, that, that's what the plan was. And like I said, I, I think that's the future. We're going to see how we can have this circulate more than, than now, just the community, but outside. Because when you do that, then you end up getting those real, um, those fans that, again, you you don't always get to have. So, um, I know you kind of talked about a little bit about the difference between season one and season two, right, of the SFLM. Mm-hmm. But um, how has that experience been in the SFLM? Like I know you talked about growth and everything else, but um, what has been the experience? Like how do you? How do you kind of put that in perspective? Because I'm a, I'm gonna tell you something that most people don't know. A lot of the front office, a lot of owners don't know about the SFLM. Um, they they don't take like they're not part of it, right? There, there's some coaches yeah. there that are connected to organizations that help other people understand. And I was blessed enough to play one one game with the uh, Annapolis Navigators, my actual home team, right? Because I'm I'm, I'm mm-hmm. you know from Maryland. And um, yeah. or not but, you know, here, you know, it's uh, again, you know, like I got to experience it firsthand. And I think it's an amazing idea where you're able to be around like minded people as yourself and then be able to be with a veteran, you know, in, in your coaches who can help Who's yeah. yeah, know what the ins and outs of the SFL are and start growing those behaviors that we need every day, such as progression and everything else. So. Um, what has been your experience in the SFL? Em? Hey, look, my, my experience has been great. I mean, Coach, you know, Coach Craven, you know, I, I, I've, talked to, I've talked to Craven a lot, you know. Uh, even though I haven't really talked to a lot of other people, I've always kept in constant contact with uh, Coach Craven. And, you know, he's taught me a lot. And, I mean, with the SFLM, with the general chat, uh, the general chat and things like that, I mean, you know, like our locker rooms, everybody's, you know, most of them is their first season. You know, for me, it's our, you know, we had a couple, not many, but they're, you know, they still got a couple from their second season. 
And I mean, you know, they're, everybody's always, you know, we're, we're, it's basically always been a family-oriented uh, thing in, in both seasons. And, I mean, as far as, you know, as far as the play and, and things like that, it's just, you know, yeah. as far as the play, there's not much difference. But the thing is, you know, if, if you stay for a second season, you get to know more people and, you know, it's always, it's, you know, from last season to this season, it's been a different locker room for me. And, and just seeing where everybody's coming from and, you know, seeing what they do and, and things like that. And, you know, I don't know anything about the SFL, but I get that from Doug Day, Coach Craven. Um, Art, Art, it was uh, was one of our coaches this past season. I mean, he – so – and he plays for the Portland Fleet. So, I mean, just, just talking to them – you know, my experience, my experience has been great for both seasons. I don't, I don't have a lot to say because I wasn't always in the Discord and, and, and things like that because of my work schedule with this crazy year. Um, but it's, it's just been, you know, everything's been pleasurable. I just, you know, I don't know how any way to say it. It's been, uh, it's been great getting to know all the new rookies and, and things like that since I've been there, you know, since it's my second time around. And it's just been a great, it's been great. Yeah. And I'm glad to hear that. Right. I think it's such a great concept, right. Of, um, of, of the, what the SFLM, you know, gives you. Right. And that's what I was talking about. Like to, to be in a team locker room. Right. So, you know, what you like and what you don't like. Um, you also get the whole, you know, progressing now this season, right? Season one, you didn't, you didn't have the absolutely. Um, but season, season two, you one did. was, yeah. Season two, we actually, you know, basically did it kind of like what the SFL does. That was a total different thing because last season, you know, you pretty much came out. That's what you was the whole. That's what you, the rating you was at is what you played at the whole season. You did your check ins, but that was, you know, they didn't progress or anything. This yeah. season. Was a major was a major thing because I actually seen you know I, my player on the field I actually seen get better, you know as the season progressed, than than what I did last season just because we we had that progression, and that was totally different, and I'm glad that all the rookies got to experience that, you know, so I mean that was a that was a major difference uh, this season compared to last season, and which I, you know I enjoyed it because I seen my guy actually progress really well. So it was it was awesome. Yeah, I think uh, your player had one interception and one forced fumble, as well as six tackles for loss, if I remember correctly. Uh, I could have been mistaken the tackles for loss with pat <laughs> with uh, pass deflections, but you, your player did well. And again, I think it's awesome that you got recognized from the commissioner to let folks. Know oh, I do too. Really, you really got. I appreciate better that, at the end of it. <laughs> so. Um, what do you enjoy most about the SFLM? Oh, just the camaraderie with with everybody. Just being able to talk to everybody. I mean, you know, I, you know, the few times that I have been on it, and, and I, you know, since my work schedule's kind of calmed down, you know, the past couple of weeks I've actually been able to to talk to people and everything like that. But I mean, both seasons and, and things like that, just the relationships you build with everybody you know, from every walk of life. And I mean, that's great. I mean, I wouldn't replace that for anything. That's, 
that's what I love. I love talking to people. I love chatting with people, you know, and it's, uh, that's been the greatest, you know, just meeting people from all over, you know, yeah. all over the world, wherever you might be. It's, it's, it's been fantastic. Yeah. And, and, you know, the SFL fans, like, I mean, I've talked to Igor Barbatov and Igor is in, uh, in, Oh, I hope I'm, I'm correct. It's France, if I'm if I remember correctly, right? Um, but I mean, still, mm-hmm. overseas, there's a lot of folks that are overseas that still enjoy, you know, being here. You know, still enjoying something that we primarily, you know, do in the U.S. G- Gerard Brody, right? Another rookie who played for the um, uh, Salt Lake Rustlers uh, was another one mm-hmm. who, um, you know, he comes from Australia, like <laughs> other side mm-hmm. of the world, right? And it's really awesome. Yeah, there's. The, you know, there's, I mean, you know, and, uh, you know, I was, uh, you know, I've seen that, uh, Slim Shady from, you know, you know, he was in the UK and, you know, I would, you know, I, you know, I heard that, uh, he posted that he, you know, he has COVID and I, you know, I, you know, I gave him a message earlier and said, Hey man, I hope you get better. And, you know, I've talked to him a few times. He's a great guy. And it's, you know, he's there. Yeah. Shout out to Slim. Hope you're getting better, man. No joke. That's right. So I mean, but all these people from all over—it's—it's—it's it, it, it's great. It's a great experience, you know. So yeah, it, I've, it, it, I've like had I said, fun with it. Exactly what you said is is what makes it awesome, and I think it gives you a non-threatening way of being able to acclimate yourself to. Like you got other rookies who are rookies just like you, and you guys have questions just like they do, and everybody can learn together and grow together, which I think is the best. Um. For the what is what has been your best SFLM memories thus far? You know, I don't I don't have one per se. Uh, I would, um, you know, winning winning our last game of the year for San Jose that was great. <laughs> but uh, yeah. you know, I really don't just have one memory. It's, it's you know, really it's just building all these relationships for the past two seasons. Is well, what, uh, what's, pretty what's, much for me. Let's say your top two then, since there's been a lot of them. What just had been the top two that stood out the most? Well, um, I mean, really, if I, you know, if I, if I want to pinpoint one, I tell you this, you know, for me going in last season, this season, these, these, pa- this past week, just talking to a lot of the. Uh, the different GMs and owners and coaches, you know, for the draft, you know, this, this past week, you know, I, I've talked to a lot of, uh, great people, you know, and, you know, I, I really can't pick one, but, um, you know, I've talked to a lot of people that I, you know, that I, that I'm trying to talk, basically talk to on a daily basis now. And it's been great. I mean, you know, and it doesn't matter if they draft me or not, just the relationships that I build with them. I mean, it's great because they're, you know, they're like, hey, even if, you know, even if we don't take you or even if you don't, we don't draft you, they're like, hey, if you need anything or yeah. if you want to learn, if you want to learn to coach or scout, I mean, you know, hey, we'll help you. And I mean, you know yeah. what? That, that is great. Yeah, there's some great people in this league that that honestly uh, go above and beyond and really make sure people feel comfortable in this league, and 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 that's the part that that's I feel that getting your rookie, but then how do you make sure your rookie feels at home 
And mm-hmm. it also feels in a situation that they are able to feel as part of the organization versus just feeling like a player in the organization. You know, there's a difference. Yeah. You know, when you feel like there you're is. part of an organization, then you feel like you have a voice. Like, um, you know, that that you, you, you're able to share your thoughts and opinions and you're in that atmosphere where your voice is heard versus being in a situation where you're just a player, right? So... You know, uh, yeah. you don't really have anything yeah. you can say or how you want to progress and stuff. For that. But everybody runs their organizations differently. It's just my viewpoint when it comes down to that. Um, mm-hmm. Now, let's, let's talk about the, the drafty part. And it's this is the part that I always love because this is you being able to kind of share about yourself as the player now who's potentially going to be drafted. So um, what are you looking for in a team? I'm looking... I'm a very simple guy, and I'm just looking to go to a team. You know, I I do have aspirations to, you know, maybe coach one day or uh, maybe own a team. And, uh, you know, as far as, like, coaches, as long as, you know, whoever I play for, you know, if they're willing to help, you know, I'm looking for people that, you know, coaches that would, you know, help me do that maybe one day, maybe get involved with the team at some point. Uh, that would be fantastic. And as far as the team, the players, you know, you know, the locker room, where everybody, you know, I, I just, you know, I really just want to play for like a, you know, when the locker room is basically your family. I mean, you'd be able to go in and say, hey, you know, this is uh, this is what's going on and everybody talk and you just have that family organization. That's that's where I want to play at. I want to play that. I want to play for a team that's that that's involved. And, yeah. and and uh, willing to you know to help out a rookie and and with 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 play you know learning for the team but also hey you know if you need anything hey we're here for you you need to hear to listen hey we're here you know it's great you know, so that's that's kind of what I'm looking for. That's awesome and, and yeah you know the relationships I've been able to build through the SFL has been awesome you know. Uh, as you know, you're best friends with Gary. So, you know, hopefully there's great things being talked about Portland, but you know, that's what I strive for. And he can even attest to, I always kind of give myself um, an air that, that kind of says, Hey, how was the season? Um, Cause I, your satisfaction oh, yeah. is important to me as anything else. And uh, as a general manager, that's my, I'm, in, I'm the sole responsibility for player retention and player happiness. Like that's my job. Is Absolutely. That. All that works. My job is also to make the front office message and the player messages are all together that if there is any, and there hasn't been any issues. I'm just saying, like, if there is any communication that needs to happen, that we're all involved and that it's, you know, Mm -hmm. key for me. That's what I I gauge myself on. This season, I was able to retain 17 to 20 players. And uh, that's great. It's, it's, yeah, you know, right. You know, that that to me was something I'm very proud of being my first season as a general manager and having people uh, like Gary come back, um, come come back, the people come back. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it means I will say, yeah, and I will say any potential rookies out there wanting to play for the Portland fleet. My best friend, Gary Bernie, plays for the Portland fleet and he just raves about the team in the locker room. So if you get picked up by Portland, you're going to a good team. I just wanted to say that. That's that's firsthand from my best friend. So if he says it, it's true. 
he means it. And Gary, Gary's such a great guy, man. Getting to know him and everything like that. There's a fun, funny story that I'll share. I share about mm. Gary that you know I was trying to get into con- communication with him and he wasn't a hundred percent sure how to you know answer back. And uh, you know because again <laughs> you know he he's not very Discord understanding, right? And it's, it's, oh, so no. I was I was like, what is? I was like, what? Is, this was just around the time that um, unfortunately there was a, a person who was using other players. Right, like they had like four mm-hmm. or five players in different teams and all that stuff, and uh, I I was like, man, what if Gary is one of those guys? Like he had another account and he's trying to come in here and stuff <laughs> like that. And it got to the yeah, out to the head coach, um, of Boise, and uh, mm-hmm. which is I reached actually to Robert. I think I reached out to Robert Garrett Jr. and uh, I said, hey man, is, is Gary a real person? And he's like, yeah, I mean, he doesn't really say anything, but I'm pretty sure he's real. You know, I don't think he's a generic player. And <laughs> then uh, then I got to talk to Gary, and, and Gary's such a great guy, man. And You know, it's not just because he's there with you. It's legit. Like, he's such a great guy, and I'm so happy that um, I was I was patient enough to really get to know Gary and get to talk to him. And, you know, he, he is honestly – and he did a phenomenal job in the SFLM. So I think, again, he did. with the, per- the personality that he has – Plus what he did in the SFLM, he was just such a perfect match, and he is such a perfect combination with Bernard Patterson on that line that um, I think oh, they're going is. to complement each other for a very, very long time. Yeah, he's uh, you know he he is a great guy. I've known the guy for oh my goodness, probably going on six years, and I mean he's just one of those all around all around good guys. Yeah, you know he so. Is. And and I'm gonna tell oh, you. Oh, and actually, and I am yeah, gonna say this real quick. I'm not gonna say his age, but he did retire this past Tuesday. So happy retirement, Gary. What? Burnham. Hey, I tell him that that will be on the locker room tonight, and I hope that he gets to really enjoy retirement, man, because he busts his butt too. There's a lot of times it's like, hey guys, he so oh like, man, he does. I had a busy week, and you know, he talked about putting the top down and driving around, so. Uh, he's he's such a cool dude, man. And honestly, you know, congratulations, Gary. I know you're right next to him. So, uh, Gary Bernie, man, hey, congratulations on your retirement. I hope you really do get to enjoy it. Um, that just means more time with us. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, I was gonna say too. Thank you for the kind words. You know, I've told you that. Um, I I put a lot of pride in, into the Portland Fleet. This is my family. This is I I take like like. Jake always says that we are all pe- part of this organization. He gives a piece to, to every every single one of us, and he makes sure that we feel like this is we're as much as the team as the team is us. And um, I really thank you for the kind words and, and for Gary Bernie really trusting us and saying those kind words as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, that, that means a lot for me as a general manager, but also as a member of the Portland Fleet, feeling that I'm doing something right. Um, so. Thank you, gentlemen, for for the kind words because it, it it really does um, hit home when when I hear these great things and and it makes me feel sometimes mm-hmm. like hey I'm definitely doing the right things which everybody wants to you know there's a hard way it's not really easy to gauge it but it's awesome when you hear it so thank you guys um, let's get back to you as the player though uh, what what do you bring to an organization I like to think I bring leadership you know uh, leadership. You know, just a good all-around guy in a in the locker room. You know, uh, I'm just one of those guys. If you need, if you need something, hey, talk to me. 
you know, uh, you know, I'm just I'm I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win a championship, you know. So, I mean, I'm here and I'm loyal. If you you know, look, if there's any teams listening, if you draft me, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to jump ship after a season. You know, I'm in yeah. it for the long haul. You yeah. know, I I think I think if you stay with the team, eventually, you know, people's looking. You know, I would imagine you being a GM that you're looking for people to, to stay with your organization because as you progress, you're only going to get better as a team. And if people yeah. keep coming back, you know, eventually you're going to win that championship. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I'm in it for the long haul. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to jump ship after a season or so. I, you know, I want to stay with the team. And, that, yeah. and that's my main thing. And that's what I've noticed from these great teams, right? Like Denver is a great team, and you know they only need one person, right? And that that speaks volumes for their organization, and that means that they're going to get better. Um, Charleston kept all their players, every single twenty players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louisiana was able to have their twenty players. There's one more team that I don't know why it's escaping my mind right now, but they signed all their players, right? And it, it's again, yeah. You know, you notice those. Oh, Baltimore. Why am I forgetting the champions? Right, the champions of season fifteen. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Baltimore. That is my yeah. fault. I'm pretty sure you guys are like Baltimore, Baltimore, right? Um, but yeah, Baltimore uh, also signed all twenty of their players as well. So, you know, honestly, you see teams in Baltimore just winning the championship. And Sioux Falls only needed one position too. Don't forget the the two time contender. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know th- that shows that that's what you that's some of the, part of the secret sauce. Yes, there's other stuff too, right? You can keep a team forever, and if you're not coaching on your on your team's strength, then again, that can play a factor. But I, I think at the end of the day, um, yeah, I noticed the secret sauce is to try to keep your team together as long as possible, so everybody can progress and get better, and eventually win that championship. So I think that's great, absolutely great, great vision to have, and, and a great thing to bring. To an organization uh do you have any goals that you want to accomplish um yourself uh, you know once you get into the league is there anything that you want to do um in the sense of for your player as well as yourself well as a player you know i you know i expect uh you know to be in the hall of fame at some point you know i always envision myself as a hall of fame player so you know i expect to be there at one point played a few all-star games and, and make a name for myself as far as the league goes. But, um, you know, I do want to, uh, I do have higher aspirations. I do want to end up uh, eventually being able to coach and uh, maybe be a GM and, and on a team sometimes. So that that's future goals. Um, you know, as uh, I, I look at my work schedule and see that I can actually go back to a normal year after this year. Um, I've actually had some time to do that, and that's that's eventually what I would like to do. I, I think it would be real cool to uh, to actually, you know, coach and 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 own a team and, and be a GM and, and things like that, and learn all the operations. I think that'd be really great, and I'd like to do that in the future at some point. Man, those are those are great things to do, and I, I know you'll eventually get that opportunity to do so, which. You know, if teams are listening, they'll understand what you want to be able to accomplish. Because, again, your goals are as important as ours, right? So we want to win a championship. You want to be in a Hall of Famer and do other things. Like, we, it's, it has to be a mutual relationship between the two. So um, I love to Absolutely. hear those goals. And now, what, what have you learned while being in this league? I think um, I'd love to get your perspective, you know, as being that rookie, you know, from season one to season two, what you've learned. But 
um, I guess more of the sense of being in this league in general as a whole, what, what have you learned the most and what kind of advice can you share to rookies or free agents, you know? Well, as far as being a rookie, I mean, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of these mock drafts came out and things like that. And, you know, I want to say to all the rookies, I say, Hey, you know, just because your name isn't on these mock drafts, you know, a lot of these guys take, you know, they do it for fun and they, uh, they, they take time and they look at team needs just because you don't see your name on there. That doesn't mean anything. Okay. I mean, don't think that one moment you're not going to get drafted, you know, because you don't see your name on something. And that's totally not the case. And so, you know, with that said, I mean, you know, the draft, it's, it, it's a fun experience. It really is. And, you know, just, just take it in, you know, yeah. just, just, just take it in, relax. If you're a rookie, you know, Hey, if your name don't, doesn't get called, look, you, you got another season, you know, you can do other things. I mean, the possibilities are endless. So don't, you know, as far as being a rookie, don't, don't think that's the end. And as far as my experience has been in both seasons, you know, the major thing for me was actually, you know, the difference between the major difference between last season and this season for me was uh, basically the addition of the, uh, the progression. I mean, you know, I've seen myself last season, you know, I did, I, I did, I did good. You know, I, I did pretty good as a, as a linebacker last season, you know, yeah. even though I didn't progress every week, you yeah. know, but you know, I had, a, I had a solid season and, you know, there was some teams that, you know, actually did reach out and took notice. I mean, but this season with the progression, I mean, you know, I, I was actually to watch my player every game and I, you know, I can actually tell that I got better. So, yeah. and, you know, and, and I had a good second, a real good second half of the, of the season. And, it, you know, just seeing that was that that was a major change. Uh, as far as the, uh, you know, the two seasons with the SFLM, I mean, that was a major difference maker, at least for me, it was. And, um, you know, and it was great. And, but my, you know, you know, like I said, I always go with the takeaways is, you know, you know, always, you know, always get in the chat rooms if you can, you know, uh, let, let teams know who you are. Uh, fortunately, you know, unfortunately this year I, I wasn't able to be as vocal as I wanted to between both seasons. Uh, you know, I, I would love to have been in Discord and stuff all the time, but I, you know, I couldn't do it, uh, just because of my crazy work schedule with, uh, you know, being a manager, you know, in a retail store, it was, it, it mm-hmm. was crazy. You know, I know, you know, I, mean, I know you, we feel that pain. Cause I know. We uh, and, I, and I do, and for me, and for me being a rookie, you know, for me being a rookie, it was really tough because, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. I mean, you know, a lot of teams look how how vocal, you know, rookies are in in Discord and things like that. You know, that actually hurt me, you know, because I wasn't able to to get in and as much as I wanted to. I was I was working six seven days a week. I was working twelve thirteen fourteen hour days. I mean, I couldn't be as vocal. And plus, 
you know, I work overnight, so my schedule's way different than, than say, you know, at least 80% of everybody else. And, you know, I knew that hurt me. And I knew coming in, you know, after learning that, you know, what teams look for, I'm like, well, you know, I might be at a disadvantage, but, you know, here I am now. And, I mean, you know, being able to play in the – the SFLM the second season, you know, was actually a blessing for me. You know, I was able to progress and, you know, able to make my player better and, and things like that. And, you know, it's just been a, the experience has been great. And like I said, I'll always go back to saying the people that I've talked to and, and met and, and things like that. It's been, it's been totally awesome. Yeah. And I think that's amazing to share. I always like to ask this question because I feel like everybody learns something a little different. And if people have followed my show for 21 episodes, um, they'll be able to um, gain pieces here and there from vets to rookies to everyone alike. So I think that's awesome things that you shared tonight. And lastly, the last is yours, right? It's I'm rolling out the red carpet. Uh, you got cameras here, here and here, right? Um, what, what do you want to share that maybe we didn't get to talk about or anything else? The floor is yours. Well, all I want to say is, you know, um, to any team, I mean, obviously I'm a rookie and, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a player that's, that's hoping to get drafted. You know, um, the only really thing I want to say is, look, if you're looking for a player that, you know, that's going that's gonna to be there for the long haul, that's going to help build that championship team, you know, I'm here. You know, I'm not going to jump ship. Uh, you know, I just, you know, whoever drafts me, uh, I, I'm in it. So, you know, I want to be there. I want to be a part of a family, and that's that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for my new home. Look for a family. Anybody willing to take me, whether it be in the first, second, or third round, you know, I'm here. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I, I can definitely attest to that. I think um... – I think this gave an opportunity for you to really share your voice out there um, that you didn't get a chance to, you know, it's, it's great to have somebody who, you know, shares, sh- understands where I come from with things and then, you know, share some mm-hmm. great things that, you know, my respect for you goes through the roof for what you do as an individual, what you do as, 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 as your own self, right. As a leader in your building and uh, what you bring to this organization. Very exciting stuff, Gary. Um, it's it's, it's awesome that. to really have you on the show. Thank you again. Um, you know, and, and just by talking to you, man, I know you probably run a really good store um uh, for Lowe's and they're they're pretty much pretty happy pretty lucky to have you because you can tell when a leader is uh is a leader just by talking to them, you know. Um they have that vision, they have that understanding and uh to do what we do is not easy. You know, you, you really see terrible managers. No, who don't know how to run a store or keep certain things. And um, mm-hmm. you definitely are, 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 you definitely bring great talent to Lowe's as well. So I want to thank you again for joining me tonight. And uh, I'll be rooting for you on Saturday um, to see where you I go. I appreciate okay? that. Thank you. And tell Gary Brown so said thing. what's up and that I'm going to put out I their will. happy retirement. So tell him he better be ready for the flood is of love. All right. So um, with that being said, you have a good night and happy holidays if I don't talk to you. Okay. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you again. All right, everybody. So we thank you to Gary 
for taking the time, man. My man is as hard of a worker as I ever seen. We always chat about it because we're both retail managers. I mean, honestly, man, it's been because for some reason in retail and they ask for the manager, they think I can do magic. No pun intended to you, Gary, right? But they think I can. They think I can pull a product out of thin air and be like, boom, here you go. Here's your product. This is what you called the manager for. And, you know, we in retail as a manager, you're always involved in everything. And if you are a really good manager, uh, people call you because they trust you. So again, it's awesome to have him on the show. Uh, great things that he shared. Again, to, to, to reiterate, the draft is tomorrow at 7 p.m. I hope you're there. I will be on camera. I made adjustments to try to be here for you, for our fans, for my play, for the players that play with us, um, for our owner and my head coach. You know, they, they know that I care about this team as much as every, anything else, and I care about this league as anything else. So um, kind of the schedule, what that schedule look like. Um, I may not do a show on Friday or the following just because again that's christmas and new year's um i know you guys are going to want to try to be you know enjoy the holidays in whatever shape that is because of covid and this is actually the first holidays that we're going through covid together and i know they're the most difficult um but understand at the end of the day you know it it is the reality that we live in but I, i hope you have a safe holiday i hope you have a wonderful holiday join us please join Join us in the Discord if, if, if you can, uh, you know, chat up in the channel. You can share live reactions. I think we all really in the in the chat were enjoying to hear that uh, Gary uh, Gary Clem uh, is a magician. And I hope and pray that he ends up doing a magic trick when he gets drafted because I think that would be the coolest thing um, on this season. And it'll have to make people really jump up and capitalize on it. But again, if we don't talk next week, I'll see if I send an announcement. But if we don't talk next week, please go ahead. Um, I'll talk to you guys maybe into 2021. But um, and we'll actually have a show probably that Monday. So we will have a show. Let me set it back. SFL Audible will be on this Monday because we're going to recap the um, the draft and everything else. And then uh, we'll probably do another one on Monday. But Friday's Inside the League won't be uh won't be happening unfortunately uh just to give everybody the respect and time but if it does happen i'll keep you guys in the loop but with that being said guys you have a wonderful evening be safe and i'll see you guys at the draft